0: Are you a victim crippled by the Minotaur in the labyrinth of your mind or will you fight your biggest challenges like Theseus and fulfill your potential? My name is Zulfakar, and welcome to the Minotaur's Maze. Welcome to another episode of The Minotaur's Maze. My guest today is RJ Ahmed, who is a coach uh, and soon-to-be author. And he is he's also an affiliate marketer. He is the founder of FriendFunnels uh, and teaches people how to master their dream 100. RJ, thank you for being here and welcome.
1: Hey, man. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm super excited today.
0: <laughs> so just to start, uh, for those that don't know who you are, can you just give a quick brief history about yourself both personally and professionally
1: yeah for sure so the people who don't know about it, i'm rj you know i'm born and raised in saudi arabia spent whole life over there and you know the people who are living in saudi arabia love their nine-to-five job they're not into entrepreneurship out there at that moment when i was like even younger i'm 21 right now and i was even younger i was teaching tuition with my mother i was making around 100 bucks per month but i was using that money and spending in sort of like liabilities like playstation like mobile and i'm not like you sort of like, leverage that at that moment so fast forward in 2017 i came to pakistan changed like pretty crazily because it was our very first time that we came to pakistan different audience like different atmosphere it was a uh, kind of shocking for us but you know it was what it was at the moment so uh, after like finishing my second year out there i didn't got myself into the university now if you're if you're living in an asian country out there you can probably can relate to it that you have so many things going on at that moment, the comparison that you don't get yourself admission in the university, your cousins are like, why are you not, you're free, why are you doing that? So I was typically free for six months at that moment. So I was like uh, scrolling through Facebook out there and I saw an ad of Shopify. I was like, okay, I at least have a bit of an idea what Shopify is. So I started to do a bit more research about Shopify out there. The guy named Sebastian Gomez, you know, he's from Costa Rica i saw his video i got super excited out there i went on starting a shopify trial working on my store and then i was like okay how can i get paid because you have to understand in pakistan we don't have paypal we don't have stripe we don't have anything so that was the biggest problem biggest hurdle i faced at the moment so i again used the mighty youtube started to search more again i got sebastian's video out there because since he's from costa rica he knew the problem, solutions of all of the problems outside of being US. So he had a video about Stripe. I watched the video. You need an LLC, AI number, and these, this stuff. So I saw at the moment the cost of forming the LLC was 126 bucks. Crazy enough, the coincidence, I had around 126 bucks in my savings because I wasn't making any money being in Pakistan. I What I had was savings. That was it. So I had my savings and Every time I recommend to a kid who's starting out, don't take money from your parents out there. Super risky. You know, don't, please don't do it because you have a negative pressure out there on you. So I just used the money out there and I was alone in the room. I paid for the LLC and I was like, okay, now I'm sort of like kind of all in if things not going to work out, I'm going to, I'm not, I'm going to be in a different state, but let's see now how everything works. So finally I got my Stripe account. I started to work on my Shopify store again. But now I was thinking about, okay, I need to have more money because I need to have subscription for Shopify, for Facebook ads, for product fulfillment, and I don't have that money out there. And you have to understand that you can figure out things out there if you have the mentality to do it. So what I did at the moment, I did the post on uh, Instagram that, hey, you know, I want, if someone wants to be investing in my business, let me know about it. They were like some of my friends who was also my tuition students as well in the past, they got interested, they paid me 200 bucks for 30% equity for the company. Uh, uh, if you don't know about it, there's a lot of currency conversion in Pakistan. Like a dollar is like 150 rupees. So That was 30,000 rupees at the moment. For me, it was a lot of money. I, and I was like, okay, let me try. Let me see how everything's going to work out. So in 2018, Black Friday, so I launched my store. I saw a lot of gurus talk about in Black Friday. you are going to make six figures a week, seven figures a week out there, Lambos. I was like, okay, I'm going to make that as well, because that's how, you know, gurus portray everything. So I turned on the ad, nothing was working, wrong product, wrong targeting, wrong offer. Everything was like literally messing up, nothing else. It was like, nobody even buying, like why it's not even working out there. So the only people who were buying was my friends, my relatives, but I don't consider it as a sale. A sale is something when you're selling to someone who's at least unknown to you you know, you're building relation to like the other side of the world, not like selling your friends out there and be like, Oh, he's my customer. Don't, don't do it. He's not your customer out there either ways. So uh, I was talk at the moment, I was like listening. A marketer was talking a lot of, uh, about funnels, you know, funnels, funnels, funnels. I'm like, what's a funnel? Is it like filling oil, oil, oil tanks or like water tanks? Like what is a funnel actually? And then, uh, there was an Instagram post that I saw and, it was like, this guy had made like $3 million in 90 minutes. Russell Brunson, founder of ClickFunnels. I'm like, okay, he's the only guy I can relate with funnels at the moment. Because the funnels, you know, he's the funnel guy. So in, on January, 2019, I signed up under Paul Motley uh, for his ClickFunnels a link out there. And I got in a call with him. And again, that was the very first time I got in a call with someone who had native English. English is not my first language. And... For us, who's who who don't have English as their first language, we have English in our head. We don't have the ability to speak. Lack of confidence. You know, same thing that I had that at the moment. He helped me a lot. You know, try to understand that stuff. Later on, I got in a call with ClickFunnels retention team. You know, his guy, the guy name was Niko. He was super kind. I am still connected with him. He extended my ClickFunnels trial for two months because ClickFunnels is ninety-seven dollar per month on the basic plan. It's like fifteen thousand rupees. That's what I pay for a hostel for a whole month. my hostel expense i'm a part-time student at the moment so now that was a lot of money i was trying to make money as an affiliate marketer for two months wasn't able to make it i was watching other people having orange bars and i was like is it real or is it a scam because i'm not making money they're making money or i can see their commissions i have zero 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 and zero and zero i was like it's not working for me but uh, on March 9th in 2019 there was a guy who needed a Facebook ads course and I was like hey man I'm your guy let's talk about this stuff let's see how everything's gonna work out I jumped on a call with him explained him the stuff explained him hey you know if you if you buy one funnel away challenge uh, you're gonna get this bonus out there and he was like cool let's 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 do this he bought one funnel away challenge and I, I made hundred dollars in a day and I was like whoa I made $100 in a day. What I spend in whole month, I made in a day. That was the point where I was like, this thing works. I made my first money out there. If I can make $100 in a day, I can make $200, $500, $1,000 and beyond. I can do it. So that was like, I started to become super pumped. So for the next three months, I made my first (coughs) $1,000. Sorry. So I started to realize that what is the term value is? And value is something that you know you do. You either give your time, your money, uh, your your resources in exchange for helping other people out. That's what value is, either free or paid. So I started to give more value, started to like reach out, answering so many people out there in ClickFunnels group and other groups out there as well. So that's how I made my first thousand dollars, and it took me probably five to six or seven months out there to make my first ten thousand dollars, and then things started to transition pretty well from there.
0: Okay, so what are you doing right now then? So what is your main um, business now? Uh, and, and don't just use the buzzwords, like for somebody who doesn't understand the technical jargon in simple English, what is it that you do? Yeah, so
1: at the moment, you know, <laughs> I started to narrow down a lot of things out there. And, but at the moment, what I'm doing right now is I'm really like teaching people out there how to master the concept of Dream 100 and implement it using interviews because you know interviews are the best ways to build your authority to build your connections if you know how to leverage it in t- in terms of revenue as well you can do it as well in that way so that is the main thing right now i'm teaching those people out there so,
0: okay, that's, so that's the main business model added. what is so what is the dream 100 and, and why would anybody want to build a, a dream 100 and, you know what's the impact of it
1: yeah. So the people who don't know about what Dream 100 is, so Dream 100 is basically a concept of how you can build your relationship with those high-level influencers out there, so that ultimately they're gonna promote your products in the future. Because in and listen, you're gonna build relations first, and then they're gonna promote your stuff and your whatever it is later on. Because think about it, if you have like 10 people in your audience and you are trying to dream 100, let's say Russell Brunson. You have millions of people out there under his radar out there. And imagine if you build a relation with Russell Brunson, which is kind of truly realistic to do, you know, but just people don't know how to do it. If you build those relations out there, imagine the power of Russell Brunson, his audience, his influence. once you do it, just think about it. How much is going to be profitable for you in revenue, in uh, authority, in personal branding, in everything. So I teach people how to do it using your own show. So that's what my main thing that I do right now.
0: Okay so is that like a your own podcast show like what what is the mechanics behind it so what what do you tell people to do uh, so if somebody's interested in this right now and they've got no online experience they've got no podcasting they've got nothing you know how should they go about starting and how should they approach their dream 100
1: Hmm. Okay. That's, that's a really good thing out there. I don't, I don't um, make it sound like that it's a podcast. I want it sound like a show, you know, like shows that interview based shows that you've seen on TVs or this or that, because I want to make it like that to build sort of like more credibility, how you name it, it's how it's going to sound. You know, that's the main thing. So when people start out, if they want to interview someone out there, they have to understand, first of all, who are their dream 100 or who are those people that they need to interview? on the show that's the first thing they need to build out the list and most people don't do it i have all of the people out there on my sheet either in the old classic way or in the crms in the new way out there that people do right now i have done that that's a very first step the second step that you have to make sure is which is the place where they're most hanging around which is the place where are super active and accessible for everyone you know it's it's going to be hard for you to um, message russell brinson in. uh you know, thinking about he's going to respond. It's super hard. But if you're going to do it in places we are, where he's available, like in his group or in his Instagram out there, mentioning him and thanking him, this there's probably a chance. For any other person as well, let's say if you are interviewing any eight-figure entrepreneur or you have planned to interview that entrepreneur, think about it. They probably have a group. And not everyone have like hundreds of thousands of people out there, okay? If, even if they do, if they have a group or something like that, they're probably going to engage in that group as well. Try to provide value to their community members try to be more omnipresent into those platforms so that they can see they can understand hey you are <coughs> you are into it <coughs> sorry so you are into it and everything out there when people start to understand then reach out to them you know because now they know who you are now they know you are providing value you are a value responder you are a good member out there then reach out to them because <coughs> after creating value you have to be in their inbox you have to make sure that you are reaching out to them. You are into the inbox now because there's so many people who are messaging them. Once you landed up in their inbox out there and now they have responded to you even though if they haven't accepted your friend request, now you have the chance to communicate with them, ask with them without so many distractions. Those distractions have already like been assigned out there. Now you have the opportunity. Once you have that and you've known that you've already provided sort of like value out there, Third step is reaching out. And I saw many people out there who really mess up of how to reach out. So I'm gonna talk about how a beginner can do it, okay? So everyone can relate to it. So I have a script and I use it pretty much everywhere out there. I have done over 55 shows consistently most of the time. I just uh, uh, messed up like two weeks because I wanted to take a break after doing it one year. So here's how I talk about the script. Hey, hey guest, I have a show called, let's say interviews with entrepreneurs, and you talk about what is your target show is what's your main agenda of the show. Where I interview entrepreneurs who are super awesome in their niches. If you have previous guests, talk about it. Like for me, it was like, hey, you know, I have interviewed like Spencer, Steve Larson, Catherine Jones. If you don't have it, skip it. Okay. And then talk it about straight away. I want to interview on my show for 30 minutes. Give them the time duration. Let them know. Don't be like, hey, you know, it's gonna be one hour show. For 30 minutes, if you're good to go, send me your calendar or let me know where I can book you up or let me know who is the best person who can make it happen. Let me know about it. What do you think about it? And we're going to talk soon. So giving them all of the possible options out there and don't be like, uh, you know, they're not going to respond or don't be like, uh, ah, they're going to be like, no, no, most people don't say no. Most people are going to say yes. Even though if it's your first episode out there, they're going to say yes. My first guest was on the show officially was Spencer Makeup. He's a seven-figure affiliate marketer. I was super, super excited for having him. And even though I messed that interview up. okay, I messed that interview up out there. And that like, in
0: there. How, how did you mess that interview up? So what, what happened?
1: And let me tell you the crazy things out there. What I asked him was crazy questions. I'm going to talk about that as well. How to ask awesome questions out there. How to do it. But here's the thing. I was asking a question like, Hey Spencer, could you tell me like your backdrop is made of wood or made of plastic? Like, I'm like, I was asking that question. Here was a seven figure affiliate marmeter. You get what you ask, you know, that's the main thing. I was asking a ridiculous question out there when the interview got ended. I was like, Spencer is gonna hate me, Spencer never gonna reply to me, it's never gonna happen. That's what my thoughts are after that interview because I was like, messed up. He was <clears throat> Spencer Bacon. So then I started to get like some other guests on the show, like the funnel doc and, you know, started to get series of guests out there. I started to get better. I started to understand how I need to do the whole process, how I need to do the show. Because when I started to get more better, better and better, I started to realize people are loving the people who became the guest. Some of them after the interview, they're like, man, you're an awesome host. You know how to take those things to the flow. People like Steve Larson, that is an awesome show. He was commenting out. You know, McCall Jones, Doug. These people were like reaching out to me to let me know about that. Okay, my show was awesome for them. They had a good experience. You know? So that's how everything started to do or happening up for me. And that's how I reach out. And that's how I recommend new bees to reach out to do. So that's
0: how it worked initially. Okay, so you know that that sounds great. And that's a great strategy. So for those now that are wondering, well, how do you monetize that like so you know can you give an example of how you've made money from that and you know what how should other people be using this strategy to then monetize whether it's a product or service or, or whatever it is that they're trying to accomplish
1: yeah for sure 100 so here's the thing how i've been able to do it first of all you know when you started to interview these people out there you are building your brand building your authority building your credibility building those connections as well and as I told you, when you build a show, you need to have an agenda of the show. Don't be, create like a generic show, uh, the pickles show. Don't be like that. You know, have a name, have an agenda of the show. My agenda for the show was like interviews with entrepreneurs. I interview awesome entrepreneurs out there. If you have something like uh, Steve Steve had a summit, your finaloffer.com, something like that. You know, how about you have a final offer? have an agenda of the show. When you have an agenda of the show, you, ha- you know what's the target audience is and how you're targeting those people out there. That's the first thing. Second thing, how you monetize it is <clears throat> you create a product around that podcast. Okay? You create a product around that podcast itself. So how I was able to do that, at the moment when I started my show, I wasn't selling anything related to that show as well. But when I started to sell was, I started to sell my software. You know, I had friend funnels out there and it's what it do is it sends the first message when a new friend is added. So I was like, Hey, would you want to know how I'm reaching out to those people out there as soon as they accept my friend request and send them the message, go for friend funnels, you know, sign up for friend funnels out there. That was one of way of monetizing it, you know, because I was training sort of trainings. I was talking about that stuff. You have to, when you start to build a product pre or post your interview, you have to understand you need to merge that into your system. You know, you need to merge that. You need to make it adjust in your system out there. People start to uh, sort of understand. People start to sort of recognize that that product, that offer, that service makes sense what you're doing at the moment. After that, how I started to shift into it is, you know, when I started to interview a lot of people out there, people were talking about Dream 100 a lot. They were like, man, you're doing Dream 100. Man, you're you're crushing it. Some of the people out there started to mention me in ClickFunnels groups out there when anyone asks about Dream 100. No, I haven't said that in the initial start. I haven't. I was just interviewing those people out there. And when I watched that reaction, I was like, cool. I'm doing interviews. I know Dream 100 is a cool process and it's a process which not gonna be like, you know, it's gonna be in this area and then it's dying out there. It's not that case. It's been there. It wasn't named anyways, you know, and it's gonna be stay there as well. So I was like, "What if I teach people out there how to master stream 100 using shows itself? Let me do it because I know there are people like Russell or Dan and Eric's are teaching those stuff, and I'm not like uh, make, uh, making them down, tear them down. My that's not my intention. Was my intention was to teach people to do with my process, you know, to make it like one but one point better or like make it more narrow down. So I started to ask people out there. I was like, "Hey guys, you know, I'm doing shows." who want to learn how I'm interviewing so many entrepreneurs on my show, how I'm doing dream 100, how I'm building connections with them. Uh, who want to learn that there were so many people out there who started to like me, 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 you know, these type of stuff out there started to happen. I was like, cool, why not? So I built a masterclass called the dream 100 masterclass where I started to teach those people to do it. So crazy enough of the class. I, uh, <clears throat> after I launched it, I was doing an exam. I was super busy, uh, super, you know, hypered out there because I don't like to study university stuff out there. It sucks, you know, real time, but I was doing that. Uh, all of a sudden I saw a message that popped up. Uh, Dan and X sent you a message. I'm like, there is no way. Dan and X is not going to be sending me a message out there right away because I haven't sent him the message yet. He's not going to send me upfront. Another message popped up. Dan and X accepted your friend request. I'm like, now it's going like oh, on, over the top rope because I had sent then a friend request. Now he's accepting the request. And he sent me the message out there. Hey, man, I'm loving what you're doing out there. Successfully Dream 100 Keep on doing that. He's the guy, you know, he's the Dream 100 guy out there. He talks about, he's everything about Dream 100 at the moment. When I saw that, I was like, yeah, I don't need any sort of like validation for me. So, so you have to understand that you can integrate your product, whatever it have. If you don't have it, when you build your show and you have an agenda of your show out there, you can integrate any product that can make sense in any niche. I have clients who are health niche in doing health-based entrepreneurs and selling health-based coaching. You know, because they're those are health-based successful entrepreneurs. They're learning from the experience and they're uh, pitching something like, hey, you know, do you want to know how to become healthy or fit uh, sign up for the call strategy caller there let's get on a call and let's do it they're in the health market what you can expect if you're in the relationship market you're going to be doing you know you get those people out there who have had success in their marriage in their life or you know in these type of scenarios are like who help them help entrepreneurs survive diverse and get them on the show depending upon whatever your agenda is and then go on and provide your offer anyone like Anyone can go in and monetize it in whatever the market they are. That's the main thing. So that's how you can go in and monetize it in sort of like, that's what I think.
0: Brilliant, brilliant. Okay, so you're the founder of Friend Funnels. So what is Friend Funnels exactly? And, you know, what brought about you founding it?
1: Yeah, so I was, you know, in last year, yeah, not last year, in 2019, I was watching like uh, Zaki, you know, he, he has a software called comment funnels. He have an awesome software out there, which replies all of the comments out there on two-step post on automation, which is a cool software. And I, I thought about, Hey, you know, why not? I have my own software as well. So I was sort of like kind of budget at the moment out there because it's been almost like one year, I was still trying to figure things out on, you know, on my own. And, uh, um, there was, uh, if, if you know about it, like Kim Lang, she's like all about Chrome boss, Chrome extensions, so many things about Chrome extensions she do. So I signed up under her Chromebus program. And then I was like, okay, let me have an idea. Let me think about what I can build. So what I realized, I saw people are struggling to connect with all of their newly added friends. They're not connecting with all of them. If they're not connecting with them, they're missing it out. Okay. So then I asked those people out there, hey, what if you get a software who send the first message when a new friend is added on Facebook? People are like, oh, is there is a software like that? I was like i'm getting validation yes 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 so that gave me a clear idea because at that time there wasn't many software right now so many people have like either copied it or like created another version or a better version for it That's fine but at that moment there wasn't most of any software and almost like that so then i thought about okay let's do it why not so then i thought about building the software out there i started to use that on my own as well because i wanted to use my own stuff as well rather than be like hey create the stuff, put in the market out there and not, you know, not use it for your own self. I don't want to be like that person. So one of the best thing that I, I had done by leveraging my own software was I got suspended last year on Facebook, a Facebook slap. Crazy. So when I got back on Facebook, I was like, how can I let people know about that? Then my account got suspended and I'm like, it's going to take me a lot of time to send every single person a message. So what I did, I sent all of my friends, the friend request out there almost like three to 400. As soon as I started to accept, I was sending them through friend funnels or automation. Sending same message out there, saving me a ton of time and started to explain everyone out there, my initial state out there. Saving me a lot of time at the moment. So that's how friend funnels came into play at that point. Now, so many people have uh, created better version or almost like similar. Some of them even stole the source code as well. You know but now they have like came up with that particular way so that's how friend like, files came to overall life
0: okay okay so i mean obviously you, you you're still quite early in, in your journey but tell me about some of your biggest obstacles both in in terms of practical obstacles and, and mindset issues like you know what was the biggest mindset issue that you had whether it's at the start or whether it's now uh, and what did you do to overcome uh, those issues yeah
1: uh, and, and that's one of the coolest point that you've seen uh, in terms of mindset issues. I believe like everyone has sort of like mindset obstacles are there in every single way, like regardless of whatever the point they are. I don't think so. Everyone is going to be like, Hey, you know, I'm super confident. I don't think so. Everyone gets nervous. And in the initial start, my mindset state was like, can I be able to make that m- amount of money? I don't believe that. It's fantasy. It's not going to work. No one does that. They're like, a little chance of few people out there is going to make it. You know, that's what my initial start in in the start work. When I got into entrepreneurship, I was like, why everything is super expensive? Like why it's that? I'm thinking about making a million dollars and I have rupees mindset. You know what I mean? That's what a mindset that I had. If I want to make like a million dollars, if I want to make six figures, I have a mindset of learning that well and investing as well. It's not going to happen by chance. It's not going to happen. There was other block the third block and of sort of like biggest, uh, thing that started to came up is as soon as I started to interview these successful entrepreneurs, like six, seven, beyond eight figures, they started to become the part of my network. When I started to see those people out there, I was like, they're making like six figures a day, million dollar a day, million dollar per month. And I was like, what's happening now again like why well, why am i'm, I'm comparing with them you know that, again that was a mindset problem you know i'm started to compare my level 1 to their level 10 super hard but one of the best tip i was just uh, giving that tip right now you know 30, 30 minutes ago to someone is when you have such sort of problem where comparison kills your creativity unfollow them out of respect please do it if you can't observe their happiness or what they're doing right now it's affecting you negatively. Unfollow them out of respect out there because you are not in a state where you're happy by seeing other people's success. Okay, you're not in a motivational endpoint. You're not like, wow, if they can do it, I can do it. You're in a state like, how they're doing it? Why I'm not able to do it? Why? What's happening? They're in that state, if you are in the state where your comparison ends your creativity, unfollow them out of respect. Now you need to follow and you need to focus on what you're doing. And when you start to do that, it's going to start, it's going to work. And don't be like someone have did that. There are some people out there who started after me and made more revenue out there than me. And it's fine. Some people are going to take more time. Some people are going to take less time to do it. Some people have achieved some things that I haven't achieved, but some people haven't achieved those things that I have achieved. That is the thing that they need to understand. Not everyone have been able to write a book in the age of 21. Not everyone had the software being in in their 20s out there in the early 20s. Not everyone been able to interview like so many entrepreneurs out there. Understand you have some things out there which other people are gonna compare. While you're comparing those things out there which other people have and you don't have. Why you don't compare the things that you have and they don't have, you know? So that is the biggest thing and biggest mindset problem or hurdles everyone faces at every point. I face it every single day. But that's what I follow when anything that I see and it hinders my creativity, you know, because of comparison, I out of respect, I unfollow that person on there. I'm like, I love you guys. I'm going to watch your content, but I'm not going to watch your Lambo. I'm not going to watch your screenshot out there because that is like uh, affecting me negatively out there out of respect. I'm not hating you guys. I love you guys, but I don't want to make me out of like, I don't out there, make me confused, make me stopping myself. So that is what I recommend to every single person out of it.
0: Okay, so I mean, you touched upon it before, but tell us about some of the challenges of being in, in Pakistan, in, in in a Southeast Asian country. Like, obviously, you, you had issues with uh with with the the payment section. I mean, has that improved now? I mean, what is it still the same? Uh, obviously, I've, I've got a Pakistani background, and I, I do keep on yeah. tabs with with the Pakistan. What's happening in Pakistan? And, and you know, there seems to be a lot of news coming out that things are getting better. But what is it really like on on the ground? So, talk to us about that. Wow,
1: and, and that's, a, that's a really good question out there because you, know, you probably can relate to all of those things out there, but the biggest challenge that people face and people just don't understand is if they are trying to, they have to spend in dollars to make dollars. That's the first thing. Even though if there are conversion issues out there or currency conversion, if, you know, if you're going to spend money, but when you're going to make, you're going to make more. You're going to make crazy amount of money being in Pakistan you're making like let's say five thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars you're living like a king that's a lot of money in pakistan it's like being the top one person in pakistan out there because if you're making more than three grand a month in a in a single month you you're in top one person category in pakistan so people don't understand in order to make that money they have to spend they have to have that sort of mindset that's the first thing the second thing as a challenge is again the payment gateways are still the challenge itself. People don't have Stripe, people don't have PayPal even though there are ways to make it happen. But again, they are like, they're figuring out to make that thing happen. It's not like pretty straight away, like being in US, you know, setting PayPal and doing info and them and it's done and let's start working on. still don't, it's not like that. Even though people are, the governments and everything out there trying to make these things improving in the digital side of Pakistan, but it's not like hundred percent done thing that people start to face is they don't have a mindset of getting into like the business side. I don't know why it happens. You know, the youth have a super weird kind of mindset out there. They want to uh, be in the friend circle where they want to treat themselves like a king. They are like dominating, uh, you know, I'm living an awesome life, this, 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 but they're in sort of a fantasy out there where they know, they understand it's not like that, but they're in a different state of mindset out there most of the youngsters out there in the space, the people who are entrepreneurs from Pakistan are totally different. And fourth thing is people don't even know that these things exist. They don't even have the idea about it. And let me tell you a quick example for it. People, there were, when I started in ClickFunnels world, people mostly like there were less people out there, way less that even know what ClickFunnels was. When I started to use ClickFunnels there was one of uh, the other guy who is from Pakistan I was like hey man I'm creating a course I'm, I want to help other people in Pakistan out and, and I want to in- because people need to understand the concept of funnels they have to and that guy responded in a very negative way he was like man you're awesome but those people don't deserve it I'm like oh. why I know I know there are some people out there but there's gonna be some filtration out there there's gonna a funnel is like you know filtering people out you're doing that there's gonna be some people who's probably gonna do it. So last year before pandemic happened, I did seminar in the university out there. I started to explain what is a funnel, everything out there. And the teacher who uh, said yes for me doing seminar, the next day he said, this guy is doing a scam. Why? Because he didn't believe that I'm making more money that he was spending 20 years of life in teaching. Out of respect, but that's what his thought was. I was like, how he's doing that? It's not possible. That, so that's a lack, lack of mindset, but some people who started to understand that influence and everything out there, if you see right now, people who are into click for space from Pakistan, almost 90% of them are my students. Why? Because I was like, okay, let me do the stuff. Let me try. Let me see if that's going to work out. So I believe there's a lot of challenges people face being in the third world countries. It's like not getting early adopters. You know, they are unable to do it because it becomes super harder for them to discover other, because Everyone have global everyone have internet, but they don't have the abundance mindset of thinking about it as well. Spending their time on TikTok, strolling through Facebook out there, nothing else, we're using the same gadgets. Nothing else, nothing fancy, nothing else apart from it. They don't have that abundance mindset out there. And it happens in every single third world country out there. Payment restrictions, currency conversion issues that they have. If you're spending more money, you're going to make even more money out there. That's the main thing. So I believe these are the common problems that people have. And government is trying to still improvise it, but, you know, still hoping for the best. You know, that's the main thing.
0: Okay, so I know you touched upon it earlier, but if could just break it down, how did you personally solve the, the payment issue? Like, what, what did you do? And, and how can other people in a similar situation go and do that?
1: Yeah, so when I used Stripe, the Stripe process was super easy and uh, but you have to understand the process itself you know if you don't know about it it becomes super harder for you to even understand you need uh mainly you need four to five things one is you need a us-based llc or uk private limited company out there you know that's the first thing you need to have a uk private limited company or a us LLC. the second thing you need a tax number of that company you know it's going to be an ei number or i don't know, like a v80 tax number or something like that in uk you have to have that the third thing you need is a UK or US-based address. You know, there are resources about it. You know, I can probably can tell Zulfiqar about that, you know, so that he can like put up all of those resources out there as well. So you can leverage that. Because I had, I remember I had created a YouTube video about that, about whole step, step-by-step step out there. So you need to have a UK-based address and UK-based phone numbers, which you obviously get on mobile, you know, internet for like five bucks, 10 bucks out there. And you get that. The next thing you need is a UK or US-based bank account. There are so many virtual bank accounts out there into the space transfer wise pioneer so many bank accounts that you can go in and use and now you only need a uh, sort of like stripe account you know you just need to add all of those infos hardly gonna cost you around 150 to 200 bucks because understand it's an investment in your business out there that you're doing if you do that you're gonna get your PayPal. you're gonna get your stripe the payment issue is done most of the entrepreneurs most of the freelancers who are in pakistan or who are in any sort of third world countries they're also lacking to get into this space just because they don't have payment gateways because ultimately we want to get paid for our value. Of course, yeah. And that is also the
0: reason why they got stuck. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, I obviously I understand all of that. I and mean, this is a brilliant model, but for those, I'm thinking of those that are in Pakistan or India or in these kinds of countries, they don't have the money. And that sounds kind of technical. Now if they don't have any money, obviously you, you've got an affiliate marketing background. The best place for them to start really then is probably to make some money first. So is affiliate marketing the best way? I mean, firstly, explain what affiliate marketing is and, and how can people, uh, I suppose, around the world, not just in, in, in the South Asian countries, but around the world, how can you get involved into affiliate marketing? Um, and, and just explain what it is
1: yeah so the people who don't know about what affiliate marketing is affiliate marketing is selling someone else's product and when you sell someone else's product out there you make commission out of it now i'm gonna highlight one thing out there it's not only amazon's affiliate program a lot of people think about that affiliate marketing or affiliate program is only amazon's affiliate program and that's not true any program out there
0: okay so we had some uh, technical issues i suppose this is part of the challenges of being in a, in, in a third world country so internet connection isn't great but um before we got cut off you know you're talking about affiliate marketing carry on
1: yeah so i was talking about when you are signing up uh, signing up as an affiliate program or like when you sign up as an affiliate you have to make sure and you have to understand that are those products are going to give you the payout in a country you are don't be like, you know, promoting those products and being, ending up like, ah oh, you know, now they're not going to pay me because they're not to have those sort of payout issues. You know, ClickFunnels is the best example of getting your payouts. You know, they send you wide transfers out there, super easy for you to do it. And they pay you whatever the amount you make. So it's easier for you to understand. So you have to understand the products that you're signing up for. You have to understand they provide you commission in your way of payouts out there because you're initially starting out. So that's how you can start making money as an affiliate marketer out there into, you know, into your space when you even don't have the money because you don't have your own product. You're leveraging other people's product out there as well. And that person's credibility as well, kind of, you know, because that person had that product itself and you're making good commissions. So that's how uh, affiliate marketing is also a good way to make some money and then, you know, make a good number of money out there. Some people have full-time affiliate marketing. They don't do anything apart of it. You no, know, later on they build on their products because everyone loves to build their products out there. But you can make even seven figures or six figures out there with affiliate marketing. So that's how you know affiliate marketing is a good way to start in the in the initial scenario.
0: Yeah, I mean I think what a lot of people don't understand about affiliate marketing, it's not just the the monthly subscriptions or you know, Click Phones, it's $97 a month and you get a commission of that. Um, there's other channels out there, but there's actually higher ticket programs which you can affiliate for. So there might be a program for $2,000 or $5,000 or $10,000. And you know, if some of these guys are giving you a 50% commission, you know, you're making good money without so, without the fulfillment. So the great thing about affiliate marketing is, you know, if you enjoy being on social media, uh, one of the difficulties about being on social media all the time is that it's it's draining. It's just, There's a lot of time that you spend online. Um But then if you're trying to get clients and then service those clients, and obviously that takes even more time. So to get away from having to service clients, you could potentially be better off being an affiliate marketer, whereas, you know, you're doing social media, you're getting clients, and then whoever's platform you're using, they're servicing the clients, so you don't have to worry about that. So, you know, can you talk to us possibly about some of the higher ticket programs that you know about for affiliate marketing, which might be interesting for people?
1: Yeah, so... Uh, you know, there's a lot of courses out there or some dollars, thousand dollars, even beyond, you know, if I, even if I give you the best examples out there, <laughs> there are so many courses out there. If you're into affiliate marketing, there's uh, Spencer Spencer's have his course, like affiliate secrets, 2 dollars dollars You get sweet, like 400 bucks out there. You have course by Jonathan Mutaya. He's also an affiliate marketer out there. $1,000 course, 500 to $750 commission, which is good. You know, you make six figures commission in Pakistan rupees when you make one sale, like $750 is like 100,000 rupees, which is a good amount of money. And there's also, you can also do refer-based services. If people do services and you refer, you're generating them leads and then if they get them close for like, let's say $3,000 program, $5,000 program, $10,000 program, and you get 30% commission, it's a sweet $3,000. And what you did was you find the good audience, it as a lead, help them to book up a call. They're going to close it and you're going to make commission out of it. So there are also some of the other services that do that part. There's work with Sebastian program. It's also an awesome program out there which help you to do that, which help you generate lead for them. They're going to close for you. When they're going to close, they're going to do fulfillment and you're going to make money. So these are also good affiliate programs out there which you can promote. And there's so many out there that Even give you over thousand dollars as a commission as well.
0: Brilliant, brilliant. And you know, uh, before we start to wrap things up, one of—I mean—I get a lot of people from Southeast Asian countries, Indians and Pakistanis, messaging me. I mean, I don't respond to them all because there's so many. But one of the biggest issues or insecurities that they have is—is is, you know, they they're, they're worried about their accent or how, you know, the English might not be good, even though the English is quite good, but they're still worried about how the accent comes across. What has your experience been? And you know. Does it really matter in the end? You know, is it just more about confidence rather than the accent? I mean, can you talk to us about, did you have any insecurities about this? What did you do to overcome it? Uh, and What really is the impact, if any, of having an accent, which you think might not be uh, um, good for, for for the Western world?
1: Yeah, so I, first of all, I don't feel like that. I have taken my accent sort of like at all, you know, because why you should, like you don't, you don't need to. Uh, There's the best thing out there that entrepreneurs also understand. They're like, okay, if English is not our first language, and if we are able to speak, they're never going to be able to speak our language. They don't even get able to spell a name of the language itself, which is Urdu, you know, they're not able to do it. They understand that, they appreciate that, they admire that. One of the common problems that most of the new people face who don't have English as their first language is they have lack of confidence, you know, they can brag about it that they know English by talking with their friends. But when they get into talk with some native person out there or in a call and they're like, like, I'm not mocking at any person out there out of respect, but you have to acknowledge or you have to have a self-awareness that you have a lack of confidence, you know? And the way that I was able to overcome as myself was, I was like, okay, I know I suck. you know, I know I suck in the initial start. I'm like, ah, blah, blah. I still get stuck out there, but I don't, mind that at all, because I know English is not the first language. If on the other side of the fence, a person is understanding what I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to convey. And if we understand that that's my work, that's done. I don't think so. Anyone have denied me or rejected my offer to buy just because I am not able to speak like natively out there just because of that. there, there was like one or two cases out there in which someone was like "Hey man, you know, correct your English out there. But who cares? That's the world. They are not going to be like 100% bad, uh, good guys out there. They're going to be like one to two or three percent bad people. That's okay. That's fine. You know, if your friend or your relatives are going to mock you in the initial start when you try to speak English, ignore them. You have to do it. You have to understand. If you want to be in that sort of like circle where you want to have a validation from your friends or your relatives, then you, you need to think about it again. So one of the common ways to get get over it and how I was able to get over it, I was talking to a lot of people. I was talking to a lot of native people out there because it's not just the way they speak, it's you to have the ability to listen about it. You won't be able to have the better understanding by only watching Tom Cruise movies out there. It's not gonna work like that. Everyone have a different accent, how they speak, how they react, their tonalities, what their point of saying the stuff. When you listening to those things out there, you started to understand that as well. And when you, how you get good at anything, how you get at when a a baby starts to walk, how they're good at walking. They're consistently walking out there. They're falling down. They're crawling out there in the initial start. They get better at it by consistently walking, you know, out there. You have to be, get better when you're consistently talking. So that is also one of the reasons why I was like choosing interviews at the moment was because I will be able to talk with a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of different people around the world and a lot of successful ones. So it helped me to gain that confidence. It helped me to you know, make my English better, even though I don't consider like too much better, but I think I, I'm, I can able to speak to, with anyone out there without any hesitation, I have the confidence. I can make or convey my message to that person out there. He's gonna understand that message. So that's my main thoughts are. So anyone who have that, uh, I'm not able to speak English out there, try to read books. Try to speak with more people out there, with like-minded. Not with your friends. Don't do it, please, because they're gonna mock you at the end of the day. Don't do it, and try to be on the camera. That's also one of the best ways to do it. Try to be on the camera. Speak to yourself out there. You're watching to yourself. You're removing that awkwardness out there as well. So that's also one of the common ways how you can do it. So yeah, that's that's what my thoughts are.
0: Brilliant. Yeah. So so the main point there is, you know, people will respect you for. Putting in the effort, even though your 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 English might yeah. not be your first language, you're going to get a lot more respect because people are going to see that you're overcoming this challenge and you're still getting out of there. Um, so it's you know your accent should be something you use to leverage rather than something to be afraid of, um, and I think that's a key point people need to um, no, understand. Um, brilliant. So you know we're going to wrap up now. Just before we do, what, what is your why and and what what you trying to achieve in the future uh, and, you know, how can people connect with you? Yeah, so
1: my biggest why at the moment is to, you know, to be able to not only help so many entrepreneurs out there, you know, <laughs> be successful in the space and also have, you know, my goal at the moment is to have either my sort of like most first sort of, ex- I have sort of, I have recently asked a question out there, what success means, you know? what success means to you. So for me personally out there, let's say if I have financial freedom out there, now I know, okay, I have made a difference out there. It can make sense. So my goal was to have like fully, I want to have like almost like six figures a year out there, something like that right away. And then, you know, moving on with that consistency out there, I want to have even more people out there as well, make more missions out there on that. I want to interview some awesome guests on the show, especially Russell Brunson, because he's also one of the reasons why I started the show itself as well. I know you, uh, Gary, we have talked about you to you know do consistent podcasts and having him on the show, which is also kind of awesome. So and apart from that, uh, right now, I'm just working on a book, which is called Decades in Days of how you will learn from decades of experience of successful entrepreneurs on how to build yourself and your business online. So, so if you're going to post up the link uh, in the show notes or something like that, or you probably can reach out to me on Facebook. It's R J Ahmed or Instagram R J Ahmed, and we can talk about the stuff.
0: Excellent, brilliant. Well, thank you for your time. And uh, do you have any final words before we sign off?
1: Yeah, don't compare yourself. Please <laughs> don't do it. You it's it's you versus you and you versus yesterday. That's what Steve said. That's the game about. Just don't
0: compare. Please don't do it. Brilliant. Well, it's been um, awesome talking to you uh, and I wish you the best of luck in the future. And I'm sure a lot of people got a lot of value from this. Um, And for everybody else, I hope you enjoyed it. I will see you in the next episode. Take care now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. If you liked this episode, it would mean a lot if you would please rate and write a review. Please also subscribe so you get notified anytime a new episode drops. Thank you for tuning in. Now go out and attack your Minotaur.